Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Sean Sparks. Uh, Sean uh, has served as a consultant to financial services leaders um, throughout the country for over a decade. Uh, he's the author of multiple books, including uh, The Advisor Quest, The Advisor Breakthrough, and his brand new book um, that's about to come out is called The Advisor Transformation. Um, now, he's empowered over a thousand financial advisors um, to grow their businesses, sharing best practices about marketing, sales, and running a better business. Uh, and he's on a mission uh, to help advisors run better businesses so that they can better care for the people that they serve. Uh, and that's both in business and in life. Uh, this is going to be a fun conversation. So really that what we'll be talking about today is uh, we'll obviously be hearing how, about his journey as an author now uh, publishing his third book. But then also, I think this will be really helpful if you are a financial advisor or a consultant or knowledge worker and you want to package your what you teach and how you help people into a book in a way that's going to grow uh, your business, I think this will be really helpful just to hear how uh, Sean's done it. So, Sean, welcome. Great Thanks to have you. Thanks for having me. So let's let's start with this. So uh, right before this, you were uh, uh, kind of telling me a little bit about your journey of writing. Why did you decide to write your first book? And yeah, let's, let's start there. And then we can talk about how the books have evolved and, and grown your business since then. Yeah. Well, I, I'm looking forward to the conversation Chandler. Um, when I first started, it really wasn't business at all. So I had uh, aging grandparents years ago and my, my grandma was uh, she had Alzheimer's and I had young kids and I was like, man, you know, the old days, it was hard to capture memories and document stories. And they were getting in the late eighties. And I was like, this is the time with technology and the way things are done. I want to document their life, how they, you know, how they got together and their journey as kids. And I wanted to mark that and document that for, for my kids and their kids. So that as you know, we won't have this later, we won't have this opportunity so I decided just for fun to do an interview um, and capture their story and write a book about it and give it out at Christmas to all of our relatives. And that's really where the whole journey for me in book writing started. That's cool, man. That's really cool. I, you know, I had somebody ask me one time, this has been a while, and he, he said, Chandler, do you think everybody should write a book? And I said, no. <laughs> like some people just shouldn't write a book. Uh, and and he he kind of challenged me on that. He's like, "Well, do you ever wonder what you know? Are your grandparents alive?" And and I said, "Well, you know, you no, know, not all of them. And one of them is supposedly a legend, but like he died when I was one years old." And and he was like, "Would well, you ever wonder what his life was like? What he learned? What he knew? All those things." And that kind of he got me. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, okay." He's like, "So that's why I think everybody should write a book." 
And, you know, meanwhile, he's convincing the guy that runs the book publishing business why everybody should write a book. But then I got to think about it. I'm like, this really, in my opinion, should be a societal rite of passage, right? Like people retire and then they have this crisis of meaning. It's like, what do I do in my life and all this stuff? And, and so as I've thought about it, I'm like, that, that should be something where everyone, when they retire, they take a year or two, write all the lessons that they learned. And if nothing else, it's exactly what you did, Sean. It's passing it on to your kids and relatives. And, and so it's so cool that you did that before you retired, obviously, yeah, and, uh, and capturing those things. That had to be special for your family. Well, yeah, just think about it. What, tell me about your great-grandparents' life. Tell me about what they valued. Tell me what life was like back then. Tell me how they connected. The only way as a kid that I was able to learn about you know, where I came from, grandparents, great-grandparents, was stories um, from the family who knew them. And if you can tell a story or if you have a story, then you have a book. And now it doesn't mean your book is going to be for everybody. For me, my first book was very personal. It was for my family. And I would say to this day, it's probably the, it is the most important book because I'll tell you my three-year-old, you know, my grandpa's now 94. My grandma's no longer here. My three-year-old, when she gets older and she's going to want to hear stories, it's not going to be stories that I probably forgot or me trying to remember things. It's going to be documented. Here's exactly where your great grandparents came from. Here's how they fell in love. Yeah. The lessons they learned that they wanted you to know about. So that I had a story that I, and I had complete conviction. I had a story that meant something to me. If you have a story, you have a book. That's the way I see it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. And so uh, talk to me about, so that was kind of the first one. It was like, all right, probably low stakes, low pressure. I'm just doing this for the family. Now I'm writing a book about my area of expertise, which I would assume uh, you know, came with a lot more pressure. And so I think uh, that was the advisor breakthrough was the next book that you wrote, right? Yeah. So six years ago, so I finished that. And to your point, there was no pressure. There was not an audience that <laughs> is going to critique it. Um, mm-hmm. It was easy. It was a very, it did not take much time. It was very, fairly small, you know, book. Once I did it, I was like, I started to realize, I was like, man, there are a lot of lessons in business uh, that I'm learning and what's cool in my business is we basically coach financial advisors on how to grow and scale. And in our business, you know, you can do live coaching and one-on-one coaching all the time. But I was learning a collection of lessons that could apply to everybody. But oftentimes in coaching, if you don't know about the lessons and the learnings before you need it, you're honestly reactive. And I said, well, man, how can I package up all of these lessons I'm learning from hundreds of advisors and give them to these advisors so they are seeing them before and they are able to, you know, learn the lesson before it's too late. And that's where I said, oh, my goodness, like, I've got to share this in another way. And that's where I started thinking about writing a book based on helping advisors scale and grow. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that book is seems like it's done pretty well, has, has grown the business, all that stuff. So uh, can you talk about how did you launch that book and what are the ways that it's helped uh, grow your business? Yeah. So the, the book was a big, um, let's just say it was a big lift for me. I was probably a little paranoid, fear of publishing. I don't know. And um what what I did to launch it is when I, day one, when I wrote it, I said, I'm not writing it for my business. I'm writing it for my, for my clients, the people I'm serving. 
And I actually had a little bit of like uh, back and forth, like, do I publish it at all? Or do I just make this exclusive to my people? And I was probably going to do that Chandler, to be honest. And I was going to just send it out to my clients and say, this is a, it was gratitude. This is a way for me to say, thank you for working with us. And I hope this helps you. But then my mind started shifting. And the big question I went back to is if you have the ability to help somebody and make a difference for somebody with very little effort, which comes down to just sharing a message, should you do it? And once I kind of posed that question, it's like, I believe if you can make a difference in somebody's business and life, you should always give it to them. You should always share. It doesn't mean I need to sell my manual, like my time, my, um, I can't take everybody on as, as, for, as coaching clients. But I'll tell you, if it comes down to just offering a message of, for me, it was at the time, 17 years of coaching, advisors, and learning from them. Why would I withhold that from anybody? So I made the decision really quickly once I started kind of phrasing that in my own my, mind. I need to let the world have this. And then I decided to go ahead and launch. So um, with the launch, I'll tell you what, what was important to me is the, the in between. I wanted to make sure that I didn't lose the spirit of why I wrote it, which was the gratitude and to help my clients. But I wanted to at least give everybody else access. So I did a pre-launch. And um, I'll mention this just to your audience, because there are a lot of books that deserve to be read but very few, there's a lot of them that are not read. And I think a lot of people think when they wrote their book, like when it's done, the job's done. I believe the opposite. I believe your day one is when the, when the book is written. How, how you leverage it, how you launch it is everything. If you took the time to create this, you need to get it out there. So with that being said, my book, I did a pre-launch to where I gave an advanced copy once the hard copies came in to every one of my members first, personalized notes, letting them know I wrote this for you so that they would be the first to receive the message. And it meant something to them. You know, of course, the handwritten note inside the book and so on. But that's what I did as like a strategy, um, you know, doing the pre-launch with my current members first. And then I worked through how do I make it a big launch? And you know what? I had allies to help me then because they were a part of it. So mm -hmm. yeah, when I would imagine... Starting with your current, did you send it to current clients or current and past clients? Well, everybody that was a, a client of mine at the time. Got it. Okay. Got it. Well, I would imagine that kind of reignites renewals, referrals, a bunch of, I mean, I, I love your guys' business model because I know it's super sticky and you guys work with people for a really long time. So that that might not be as much an issue as it is probably for most uh, people in most businesses, but I would imagine that it sparked up a lot of renewals, referrals, even maybe old clients that didn't work with you in a while, starting back working with you. Like what was the effect in that way, kind of engaging your clients with the book? Yeah. So first um, I'll give you guys like the audience little tips. So I did a handwritten meaningful note to each person I sent it to. I sincerely took the time to think about my relationship with them. Hand handwritten note um, on on my book, I wrote one of one hundred as an example at the top of the book and said, "This is an advanced copy." There's only one hundred in this case, and they knew they had a numbered copy of the book. That's cool. 13, 17. It's based on the timeline of the relationship. Um, oh, cool! Wow. This was not a normal like. Here's your book. It was like very meaningful. That's cool. Um, 
I did a, you know, like you do a video letting them know, hey, this is not about me. This is about you. Thank you. I've got a book coming your way. Um, advanced copy. So you don't just like, I think sometimes people think broad and they think big and they lose the personal touch. And I took the time to make each and every one of those a personal gift. So the first step, we haven't even launched it. The feelings and the the feedback I got from people who I cared about, who cared about me, it meant something. It touched their heart. I mean, I, I saved, you know, back then, like all pictures of the notes I got back and the text messages and how much it means to them because they were a part of the journey with me that created the wisdom in the book. And so I made sure that my heart was was very much shared, which meant something to them. So before I even launched it, the book was worth it. Mm-hmm. The time it took. Because they knew that, you know, it was very special for me and their relationship and so on. So I'm not even getting into the how much this like referrals that the floodgates open up. I'm just saying like the heart of it is like the spirit of me writing this was to give back mm-hmm. and help people who, who mean something to me. And literally from like day one, that happened. Hmm. That's cool. When I would imagine you've probably since done uh, kind of. Uh, this is what I feel like is is one of the big benefits of writing a book about your core business. And especially if you're in consulting or advising or knowledge work where you have kind of a process that you're coaching to and that you're teaching to and stuff like that is that a lot of people, you're probably tired of repeating yourself on those same things. The best way to stop repeating yourself is to write a book on those things and then just point to it. (laughs) Right. But then you put that book in the hands of, what we do, I'm, I'm assuming you do this the same, is put the book in the hands of every new employee, of every new client, so that everybody's then speaking the same language. Like this is a part of the onboarding manual. <laughs> you need to know our process, speak like we speak, talk like we talk, use the frameworks that we use, all that. But then same thing with our customers of, hey, we want you to know the methodology. Is that kind of how you guys have done it in the business or how have you leveraged it between employees, uh, customers, clients, all that stuff. Yeah. So um, everywhere, you know, where, where should you leverage your book everywhere? That's to answer your question. I think the best uh, curriculum for your new team members to learn from is the message that you've put, took and taken the time to put in a book. Mm-hmm. Um, we definitely use it with coaching. You know, um, it, it's not to replace the one-on-one coaching but it's 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 the other way. Some people learn better through reading. Some people digest the information better. Some people will learn things they don't have the question to ask about. And now they can learn from another advisor, like I mentioned earlier, another experience someone else had. So it was an add-on to make our coaching um, better for them and more impactful. And it's pretty amazing. Like a lot of the problems they're reading about and what they're seeing and how we overcame them, they didn't even realize that was a problem they should be addressing. And now they saw it through the eyes of somebody Uh, else's experience. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Got it. You talked earlier, you said, Hey, this was just, uh, uh, you're, you're like, Hey, I'm only speaking to the, uh, the impact that this had on my existing class. I'm talking about all the new business and referrals and all that stuff. What, on that on that side of things, like what have you seen since this, the first business book? And we'll, we'll kind of transition this into the the new book coming up here in a second. I want to talk like lessons learned between the two, but f- from I guess the book number two, that's the first business book. What have you seen 
Um, what have you seen on the back end of that? Has that largely been an engagement tool for your existing clients? Has that been a big, has that been a big, uh, kind of driver for new business? Like, what does that look like for you? Yeah, it was uh huge. I mean, that was 2017 and, um, the amount of people who came in as leads and, and I'm going to say lead loosely, like when people came in as a lead, they already had my message in their head. Whether they read the back cover or whether they saw the front cover, whether they read the whole book, they were familiar with me. There was brand awareness and there was a philosophical awareness of who they were talking to. So these were not leads who just responded to an ad. These were people who actually had my message in somewhat in their hands and they took the time to read it. So I got, I remember thousands of leads early on and I'm just like, I got to the point I didn't know what to do with them. And um, we had to kind of change our system a bit to kind of filter, just identify the avatar client and so on. But it was a complete game changer in the the conversations. We do strategy calls with my team and there's a big difference between somebody kicking the tires versus somebody who's excited about the call. Like, oh my goodness, like this is what I need. This is a connection between the message, the, the learnings with what they're wanting. So it was a completely different type of lead. On top of that, Chandler, um, I found that books are an incredible uh, resource for referrals. And, you know, you give your your message to one of your your best advisors and, you, and, the, and then you you can kind of uh, help help them help their friends by, by giving mm-hmm. them free copies and yep. so on. And um, that's been really big. I mean, I believe uh, a book leveraged correctly could, is one of the greatest uh, tools for referrals. Mm-hmm. But yeah. it's not going to happen on its own. You got to manufacture that, and that's where I think yeah. people mess up. So, and where do where do you see people met messing up, and 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 what do you do instead that you feel like works well? Yeah, the, the first kind of goes back to what I I was mentioning. But a lot of people write the book, and then they don't even think like, how should I use this book now? And I think like anything you do, you need to go all in. You need to do it right. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. I got this book in my hands. I'm not going to send it out to my clients and put it on Amazon and say, let's see what happens. And they're on the edge of their seat, like what's happening? And then they wake up and they're like, nothing. What did you do? What are the lessons you learned on how to promote it, how to push it out, how to get the message out there? So you got to take it seriously. I mean, I think it's a way, I think it's a waste of time to write a book, particularly if you're writing it for a broad audience, if you don't use the lessons and, and, and the ways of doing it. So I just think a lot of people write the book and they're an author now and they feel great. It's like not many other people are, but I think that's when day one starts. Like I said, mm-hmm. now, how do you do it? There's like a hundred and one or thousands of ways to do it with me. I'll give you just a little bit of an example. So I put the book everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, social media, everything. When I launched my book, I did a uh, 48 hours, 99 cent book giveaway. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to catch traction. Yes. And I used the Kindle. 
version, which you've, you're familiar with. And I was getting hundreds of orders in 48 hours. And I was like, what? Those orders didn't happen on their own because it was cheap. It's because that message went everywhere. Um, we emailed everybody we knew, 48 hours. We um, put it on all of our social media, um, 48 hours. Kept reminding them, promoted them. I did a promo video explaining not the book, but why I wrote it. Next thing you know is people that weren't even in my business were getting it from 99 cents. And next thing you know is I, I started hitting traction. And here's what's funny. Does How big's your list? There's a question you got to ask yourself if you're promoting it. What about your email list? Take the time. Mm-hmm. What social media accounts do you have? Who are you connected mm-hmm. to? I forgot to do LinkedIn, Chandler. The promo was over. And I was like, oh, shoot, I forgot all about LinkedIn six years ago. I put a post out on LinkedIn and my order spiked and it was the full price. And I'm like, man, I wish it would have done that during the 48 hour, you know, mm-hmm. deal. But I just, so the point is all everywhere you should be sharing this um, and don't leave, don't, don't, don't miss any opportunities, you know? Mm-hmm. That's great. It's, we, we talk about like the one year launch, <laughs> kind of to your point, it's, you know, it's, it's it, the marketing starts during launch week. It's not finished during launch week. Right? I mean, it starts even more, even, even prior to that, right? Like in the lead up to the launch, but it really, you just that one, take that approach of the one year launch, not just the one week launch. One, one thing that we do, Sean, that might be helpful um, for you guys on the referral piece, because I, I, especially in your business, uh, I, I just, it, it, it's like, all right, one advisor reads the book and then how do you get the book into someone else's hands that's also an advi- and just how do you make that as frictionless as possible? We have a URL on our uh, on our site. You might do something similar, but it's like, I, I think it's like selfpublishing.com forward slash friend or something, um, forward slash friend. And we tell our people, it's like, hey, if you ever are talking to someone who's writing a book, and, and in your case, it'd probably be an advisor who's looking to um, grow their business, well, then just send them to this URL or just put in their info and we'll send them a book and say, you sent it um, and, and, and give you like, give you a shout like that kind of thing, which okay. just, it, it, just thinking through how, how do you grease the wheels of the referral and make it easy for people to look good. Um, I feel like, you know, Hyatt, who we've both learned from, that's something they did really well as part of their business accelerator is they'd say, all right, well, let's let us send a book or a planner to someone, you know. Uh, who who's a bit for business accelerator. <laughs> uh, and I always thought that was a really smart idea. Talk to me about the new book. So, well, first off, do you, do you have a physical copy handy by chance? No, not on, on the new one. It's, it's, it's in print. So we're it. it's coming cool. soon. Yeah. All right. All right. Coming soon. So why write this next book? What's the purpose behind it? How do you see it fitting into your business and, and, and all that stuff? Yeah, so the first book was um, not the first, the second after my grand grandparents, but I had a complete conviction. I had all these lessons, and like I got to share this as a way to say thank you. That was me and what I knew at uh, six years ago. I have a habit, and I'm going to just share this with you because it's kind of leading to why I have a habit of I've I've come to realize my brain and my memory. And I think all of ours is flawed and that we forget a lot of really cool stuff. Because I know that about myself, every time I'm learning a lesson or hearing something, seeing something works, I'm always documenting it. 
So when I decided to write book two, I had a hundred pages of notes scribbled with no formatting, no, no flow. Writing a book was not that difficult because I had the content. So fast forward six years to answer your question. I have six years of learnings and I'll tell you the last three years have been the greatest learnings in my whole career. And that information and what I was learning was documented. And I got to the point, I get this feeling when I'm writing a book, I'm like, I've got to share this. Hmm. It's like uh, an eagle in a cage. I'm like, I've got to share this. (laughs) And I got to that point again this last year. And I was like, I've got stuff that I need to let my, my, my members in our company, our clients know, but this is a message I think will, that'll better people's lives. And I'm like, let's go. And uh, this one's, I mean, each time you write a book, it becomes easier as far as the process. So, so this was like, the first one was how to become successful as a financial advisor. This one is not about success. It's how to become, how to, how to, how to build a scalable business, one of significance. And those Mm -hmm. are two different things. And that journey, I think of it as like book 1.0 and Mm 2.0. So that's why I decided to do the the second one is it was the knowledge I'd gained and what I've learned. I, I wanted to share it. Got it. And so you, it sounds like you're documenting some of this stuff along the journey. And that's, is that just in written form? Is that in blog post form? Is that something else? Yeah. So um, I use a notes on my cell phone and, mm-hmm. and then by the way, that's probably a mistake. I think a lot of people make, and you're, you've probably seen it a lot, but they sit down and they're like, let's write a book. And they try to think up all the ideas. I'm like, that's not going right. to be very good. Like, mm-hmm. You're right. My best moments, lessons, learnings is in a live coaching call. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's my own words and whatever, you have to be triggered to come up with the, what Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the best uh, teachings are. So anytime that happens, my notepad, I'm like, lessons, 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 lessons. So these last years, three years, particularly, it was a whole new journey for me. Um, and I was just very religious about documenting my journey and making sure I mm-hmm. had that. And, um, so I, I, if it was like Microsoft word or something on a computer, I'd have to have the computer. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to be in my, with me at all times. That's my Apple iPhone and it's a notes, notes deal. It's, you know, got it. Future mm-hmm. book. Mm-hmm. There you go. So now that you've done this multiple times, what would your tips be for other advisors who are thinking about, uh, writing a book specific to the writing process, like anything else that you would write. It sounds like document um, as you build or document kind of uh, so that it doesn't feel like this monumental thing that you're doing all at once, but anything else that you would recommend, I guess, specific for advisors on the writing process? Yeah. So on the writing process, the the moment you decide you want to write a book, um, you should be capturing it's document, don't create document all these stories, all these lessons, quotes you're using, you know, and that you find that are appealing and connecting with your, your clients. So document everything. The next up, you'll probably do what I did day one. And uh, we've got to, we've got to come to the, the reality is I'm not a writer. I'm not an expert writer Chandler. My first time I decided to write a real book um, where there's pressure I sat down one evening in my office at my house and I started writing and I got three pages done. And I was like, Oh my goodness, I don't even know what to do. I've never written a book before. Like I wrote a, you know, a book for family. 
And I got what I would say is writer's block to where I was like, I, I kicked the can and I was like, I don't think I'm going to do it. And then I realized there are people who are experts at writing books. Like I'm an expert at building, helping a financial advisor build their business. Why am I trying to do this myself? So I would throw away the how and I would say who. I hired somebody who had written hundreds of books and I said, look, this is my words. This is my book. I need somebody to guide me through the process. I don't believe in ghostwritten books. I didn't want somebody to write it for me. I wanted somebody to guide me through the process of getting my message in my head down on paper. And I wanted to be actively involved. The moment I did that, everything changed. My book started progressing because I was learning from an expert, as opposed to what I would say is the foolish way to learn is learning from your own experiences only. And so I, I believe if you're really serious about it, find somebody who can help you along the way who's familiar with it, because a lot of the people who want to write a book, it never happens. And mm-hmm. one thing they did was they asked very, very, she, she asked very good questions. She held me accountable. Mm-hmm. I didn't let her down. And this thing just kept pushing. Next thing you know, I was like, man, I, I was proud of it, you know? Mm-hmm. That's great. What, um, I guess if we, as we look ahead, so as, at the time of recording this, uh, you, this we're obviously ahead of the launch. Uh, so what are you doing differently? Or maybe what are you doubling down on to launch this next book successfully? Well, what I'm doing differently is um, the first one, I had a lot of just, I'd say a little paranoia. I mean, I think we did like 20 drafts of the manuscript you wouldn't have wanted me as a client. Like I was just like, Oh my goodness, every last word. And um, this one, I was more knowledgeable, knowledgeable about the process and I had more confidence through it. So it's been a huge difference, difference maker. One of the best things that I would say I've done and something I recommend everybody do. I probably fell in love with my own ideas a bit early on. And then what I realized is this book isn't about me at all. It's about the audience and who I'm serving. And you need to find five avatar readers who this message is for. And when you get that manuscript 80, 90% done, you need to give them a copy of it. And I want to, I tell them, I, I asked five really good friends. I said, please tell me what you like, what you hate, what I need to change. And you get this like red ink back. And I believe that step takes your book 2x in value because your ideal audience has their input. And some of my stories, some of my ideas aren't the best. It's what I might like, but it's about them, not me. So that step I think is critical in the process to make sure your message is appealing to your avatar reader, if that makes sense. Mm, that's great. Yeah. I like that a lot. Um, a couple of final questions. Um, we've got one question from one of our listeners, um, Fabian um, he says, as someone who's uh, interested in writing my own finance book one day and getting uh, getting it in front of the right readers, I'm curious about your approach to book marketing and pr- promotion. Um, what types of marketing do you find works best for a book targeting financial advisors? Uh, targeting financial advisors. Mm-hmm. The the first thing, financial advisors is very much it's it's much more of a niche. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in my opinion. So I believe that a lot of it's going to be organic in relationships. So I had, this is the world I've been in. 
Mm-hmm. I could go out to hundreds of people I know that I've spent time working with for years. And then I know and they're my friends and they can push it out with me. Um, of course, you can do any traditional marketing, you know, Facebook, things like that. But I think the best is you got to ask, like, who do I know that's an influencer? And here's what I would say on that. So I've got a list like I here are my influencers. Here are people that are in my space that people look up to. Mm-hmm. I need to get that book in their hands in a personal way. Mm-hmm. And I need to give them the, the reasons behind it to where they'll actually pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. So if you, who, who is an influencer who knows your avatar um, reader, financial advisors, yep. a lot of well-known people in our space, get it in their hands and then they'll promote it for you if mm-hmm. we earn the right and so on. So I'd probably just say it's uh, best advice just kind of quickly through, through the gut is just, don't try to get to the financial advisor, get to the person who knows the financial advisors. Uh, interesting. That's who you sell. Yeah. Yep. And then they'll great. do the work for you. And that's good advice for any genre, any, any prospect. It's like when people think about getting on podcasts for their book, it's okay. You might, let's say you have a book for uh, moms uh, or a book about homeschooling or, or, or whatever. Like you might think like, oh, I should go on a homeschooling podcast well, actually, who's making the decisions on homeschooling? A lot of times it's moms. It's like, go on the mom podcast and talk about homeschooling. But we, always, we, often, we often talk about it's like, you know, we don't go on a lot to a lot of writers' conferences because then it's a red ocean. <laughs> There's a ton of companies helping people write and publish books. But if we go to an entrepreneur conference or a financial advisor conference or whatever else, we say, all right, hey, we can help you write a book. Well, we're, we are... We're the only girl at the bar. <laughs> and and now it's 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 interesting, it's, it's intriguing, and it's it's more of a blue ocean. Um, so I really like that. Find the people who are speaking to um your audience. Yeah, so the, to that point, Chandler, right on, man. But it's like um it's self-promoting if I'm going out to an audience and I'm just promoting it myself. Mm-hmm. I call it an indirect sale. And we we teach this in our in our curriculum, but it's like if a financial advisor wants to appeal to um, money matters, you know, retire, retire retirees, whatever, mm-hmm. who else does that retiree work with? CPA, attorneys for estate planning. My book, I want to actually, who do I know that I have mutual clients with? Okay, so this attorney has seven of my clients. Oh, this attorney specializes in recently divorced uh, women and helping them get through the financials, you know, that side, that's who I go to. So I'm mm. going to go to the attorney and say, Hey, we have a lot of mutual clients. These are the lessons I've learned in working with retirees. I want you to know that I want you to have one of the first copies. And by the way, if you know anybody who's struggling about financial decisions because they're a client of yours, I'll give them a free copy. Nice. And so yeah. that person is now promoting you instead of you having to promote yourself. Right. So the centers of influence, knowing who the, who those people are, would be the first step. And then you need to treat them like, man, go above and beyond. Like mm-hmm. I've had people do really nice boxes and really sh- show up different. Yep. Personally, give it to them if they know them and just let them know the, the, the philosophy behind the book. And here's why it was written. You sell them and they will do the selling for you. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. Love that. And then the book is, I call a book a silent salesman. A book goes out and teaches your methodology, right? And you allow them to, to add value to their clients while indirectly referring you, right? Going back to the, the book giveaway piece is they're adding value. They're not saying, hey, here's Sean's business card. You should work with him. <laughs> saying, oh, you got this problem. Well, here's this book. <laughs> but we have a lot of mutual clients with this guy. You should read it. I think it might be helpful for you. And then boom, now they're reading that. They've got the methodology and uh, they're when they need, if they need help, when they need help, who are they going to go with, right? It's, it's right on. Yeah, and then that goes back to, I'll just tell you the big key here. Mm-hmm. Go through the book writing process. You better love the end product. I'm telling you right now that if it's not your heart, if it's not going to bring value to your avatar client and you run around, it's almost like you become a timid salesperson. Like, I sincerely, like this book sucks. I'm, yeah. sure. yeah. I'm like, you're not going to get any results. I am a person, if my name's on it, it's yep. going to make a difference for somebody. And now that I know the process, I will shout from the rooftops. I will with complete confidence, walk in, talk to anybody and say, this will make a difference for the people, for whoever they're That's serving good. and so on. But it goes back to like, you have this flimsy, you know, 30 page book and it's like, mm-hmm been half ghost written or, you know, whatever. And it's like, no, you want to be proud of the message that it matches your, you know, who you are, what you do, your philosophy, it's your brand. Right. And um, if you are you proud of it and you know, it'll make a difference, then you will have the conviction to get this in the hands of the right people or centers of influence as we we're discussing. That's cool. Uh, Sean, what would be your parting piece of advice for specifically for advisors who are listening to this and maybe thinking about writing a book um, to grow their business, knowing what you know now, going through the process uh, almost fully three times now, what would be kind of your parting piece of advice for them? Yeah, I'd, I'd say um, parting piece of advice. It's probably going to be a lot of the doubling down on the same stuff, but I think there's another maybe mistake that I think people make. And um, don't just, don't go the cheap route. Don't just get the cheap flimsy book. I, I, my, my books, I get an audio version. I get Kindle for them to read on their phone, soft cover, hard cover. I always go hard cover. If I'm going to hand it off to like the center of influence, my top clients, uh, you're going to get out of this book writing process, what you put in. And I would just say increase the level of seriousness. So it'll be something you're proud of. As we started around my grandpa, like this will be something I want to hand to my kids in the future. This was your dad's profession. This is something that was important to me. I took the time to do it right. And they will get a glimpse of my career long into the future, whether I'm here or I'm not, because it's an accurate reflection of who I am and what I do. So I would just say that I would increase the level of seriousness and make sure it's something you're proud of, even if it takes longer. My first book took way too long. Actually, my second book took way too long to write. But you know what? In the end, I was proud of it. And it's something that I'm now leveraging forever. Yep. So... That's cool. Well, Sean, this has been awesome. Uh, where can people go uh, to buy the new book, uh, to learn more about you, your business, what you're up to, all that good stuff? Yeah, the new book is in print now. It'll be uh, first quarter as a, a full launch. And as I mentioned, I'm going to be giving the first copies to the people that um, helped me create and influenced it, you know, my clients. But um, seansparks.com is a way to reach me. If there's anything as far as a message that appealed to anybody, any questions, things like that, there's a um, Sean with S-H-A-W-N, seansparks.com. Go there, opt in there if you'd like, and we can interact.
All right, SeanSparks.com. And the new book is called The Advisor Transformation, right? You got it, buddy. All right. Well, The Advisor Transformation, look for it. Thank you, Sean. Thank you, Chandler. Appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you could be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode. All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast, wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important, uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, So number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that, I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right, all you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book, Published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step, so how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.